1: You're listening to
0: a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, I'm Claire Murphy. This is The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. The public debate around weight loss drugs has never been louder than right now, with some praising the new range of injectable drugs initially created to help those suffering with blood sugar level issues. Others are warning against their use, And recent headlines have suggested they may be deadly. Today, we answer all the questions you might have about weight loss drugs, from supply to side effects to what may happen if you can no longer get a hold of it. But first, your news headlines for Monday, November 20. A young fan has died at a Taylor Swift concert as the local heat index hit record highs. The cause of death has yet to be released, but the concert in Brazil coincided with the region's highest ever heat index reading, which combines temperature and humidity, reaching 59.3 degrees Celsius. The fan was taken to hospital where she was pronounced dead, Swift postponing her second Brazil concert due to the extreme temperatures, saying the safety and well being of her fans, fellow performers, and crew has to and will always come first. Local authorities will investigate the death with unconfirmed reports. There was a lack of drinking water for the audience in the stadium. Just one day after bringing a lawsuit against her ex-American rapper Sean Diddy Coombs, Cassie Ventura has reached a settlement. Coombs released a statement saying they resolved the matter amicably and wished Cassie all the best. However, his lawyer also released a statement not long after, making it clear that the settlement in no way was an admission of wrongdoing or undermining Mr Coombs' flat-out denial of the claims. Cassie Ventura had claimed her ex raped her and physically abused her during their relationship. The terms of the settlement have not been disclosed. Actor and comedian Russell Brand has been questioned by detectives from London's Metropolitan Police over allegations of historical sex offences. UK police announced back in September that they'd launched an investigation into Brand and a number of allegations of non recent sexual offences from four different women after the Sunday Times and Channel 4 documentary Dispatches reported on the incidents that allegedly occurred between 2006 and 2013. Officers didn't confirm that Brand attended the station to be questioned but did confirm a man in his 40s was interviewed under caution by detectives. At least 30 premature babies have been evacuated from Gaza's main hospital and will be transferred to Egypt, but other critically wounded patients remain stranded after Israeli forces entered the compound. The World Health Organization says that around 2,500 displaced people, patients who could be moved and medical staff, left Al-Shifa Hospital on Saturday morning, 25 medical staff and 291 patients, including babies in extremely critical condition, and trauma patients who are unable to move, remain behind as the building still struggles without power and treatment is limited with medical supplies running short. Troops entered the hospital last week claiming it was a headquarters for Hamas militants, a search allegedly revealing hidden weapons and the entrance to an underground tunnel, but these reports have yet to be independently verified. Miss Australia, Mariah Wilson, has come second runner-up at the Miss Universe competition. Miss Nicaragua, Shanice Pelotius, took the crown, the first from her country to do so. The 23-year-old saying she's using her win to promote mental health after suffering debilitating bouts of anxiety herself. Miss Thailand, Antonia Porcelid, was first runner-up at the event in El Salvador. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. A rapid increase in what is called off-label use of popular weight loss drugs is what's being blamed for their current shortage. Off-label meaning those using it for weight loss over those who use it for its original purpose to control blood sugar levels for those suffering with type 2 diabetes. According to the Therapeutic Goods Administration, the company who makes this drug has advised that there will be sporadic and limited supply for the rest of this year and for a large part of 2024, the TGA saying it must be prioritised for those already using it to stabilise their type 2 diabetes. Compounding pharmacies say they are able to make medications that are not commercially available, but are you getting the same drug? What happens if you're already taking it and you can no longer find it anywhere for those who use it for either type 2 diabetes or for weight loss? Also in the headlines, one of the most popular weight loss drugs has been blamed for the death of 56-year-old Trish Webster, who was taking two types of medication to lose weight in the lead-up to her daughter's wedding. She collapsed in January, her husband telling 60 Minutes she had gone back to the GP after suffering from some stomach problems. She went back a couple of times to the doctor saying she was sick and she had diarrhoea and nausea. No, I never thought you could die from it. Her cause of death has been listed as an acute gastrointestinal illness, but her death is not currently linked to the medication she was taking. Dr Brad Mackay is a GP, author, podcast host and medical commentator. Dr Brad, we were told that supply of these drugs would be okay towards the end of this year, but it seems we're experiencing the opposite. What's going on?
1: Yeah, we were promised the world. We were told that supply would be fine for about maybe March 2023, but that date has certainly come and gone. We're now being told that maybe it won't be readily available even until the end of 2024 or even later. It seems to me that it's a complex medication, so a complex molecule, difficult to make in the lab. This makes it difficult to provide supplies around the world, and particularly when there's high demand everywhere. Australia is also a few steps down the food chain, so we don't get as many supplies compared to many other countries as well. So who knows when it will be available more readily. But at the moment, we're trying to limit a lot of these medications for people with diabetes who definitely need them. And using these medications as like weight loss drugs, certainly you've got to be lower priority compared to somebody who's trying to keep their sugars under control.
0: Can you talk us through how that works? Because there are two different types of prescription that the GP can write for you. And when you take that to the pharmacist, they can for one of them, say, no, we won't fulfil that prescription because you are not prioritised at the moment. Can you just explain the difference between private and PBS prescriptions and what the pharmacist can or won't give you at the end?
1: With PBS medications, so the Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme, this is when your doctor is prescribing you the medication, where it's been approved. The PBS says, yes, if you fulfill these criteria, then the government will provide a rebate for the medication that you're taking. The most that you'd pay for a PBS script per month would be about $30. If you're on a healthcare card or pension card, then it's about $7 per month. And then the government puts the rest of the bill. So for some of the medications like smaglotide, which is also known as Ozempic, this is really approved through the PBS for people who have out-of-control diabetes. So you need to have tried a number of different drugs already and failed, having an elevated HbA1c level. So it's a blood test that does a three-month average of your sugars, and if you're fulfilling those criteria, so failing other drugs, you can get medications like Ozempic, Maglutide, under the PBS. If you're wanting to use it for weight loss, then this is what we call like using it off-label. So it's not approved through the PBS. The government isn't going to fund it for you, and it's not got across the line in Australia as far as being used for that purpose or for being economically viable for the country for that purpose. So if your doctor does provide you with a private script, yep, you won't get any rebate from the government back, you won't have it under the PBS, and you may be spending a lot more per month on that drug. So certainly from a GP perspective, like myself, we're told, okay, well, try not to prescribe semaglutide or Ozempic for new patients. If everything else has failed and your patient has diabetes, then our hand is forced to sort of give that medication that could keep somebody alive. But yeah, like if you're going into to see your GP for weight loss, they're not going to be prescribing that for you off-label at this point of time. The next sort of hurdle is through the pharmacy as well. And so the pharmacists, they mainly get a very small supply each month of the medication. And so they will often put that aside for people with terrible diabetes. So if you're going into the pharmacy and that's already been allocated, then you're not going to be able to get it. And this is what we're finding across the board. It seems to be even worse getting access to these drugs over the last couple of months. Even some of my diabetic patients haven't been able to get it as well. So it's not even as simple as having diabetes out of control and then I'll be able to get the medication.
0: For some of those people who haven't been able to source it, they are being recommended to go to a compounding chemist. What does that mean and is it actually the same drug?
1: Yeah, so compounding pharmacies, it's not like they're in the backyard making the drug themselves. They still need to import it from overseas. Some of the pharmacies are actually like getting in the drug and they're paying top dollar for it and then they're passing on that cost to you as well. There are different ways of getting different drugs into the country. If you've got enough money, then yeah, you can pay top dollar to get whatever you want in the world. So so far in Australia, it seems to be genuine. The medication, if you're being sold it through a pharmacy, will be the actual drug that you're wanting. So that's a really good thing. But there are some stories around the world where counterfeit supply has been coming in and a number of stories around the world where people have either bought the medication online or even bought the medication through another pharmacy. And it hasn't been what's on the label. This is sort of when we're getting into really dangerous territory. If you're injecting yourself with a drug that isn't what's written on the packet, it can be a disaster and has been a disaster for many people. So far in Australia, no counterfeits um, being sold. you just got to really be careful online. I would be very prudent with your research if you're trying to do that.
0: Can we talk about this very scary headline that has just been doing the rounds around an Australian woman who reportedly died after taking weight loss medications? The story, of course, is not straightforward. She was reportedly taking one and then a different type, so semaglutide and then liraglutide, which I haven't heard of before, and has led to reportedly, because the coroner hasn't made any link between the drug and how she died, a gastrointestinal illness, what do you say about that and do we have reason to be worried?
1: This is not my patient, so I can only really talk in generalities about it. From the media reports, this woman was using Ozempic or semaglutide and then at some stage was also using Saxenda or liraglutide, similar drug, same drug group, but it's more like daily injections and Saxenda itself has been approved in Australia for weight loss as opposed to semaglutide as Ozempic, which is just been approved for diabetes in Australia at this point of time. Any of the drugs in this group can cause your gut to slow down. So one of the common sort of side effects from using them is to get constipation. I've had a few patients using drugs in this class where their gut has slowed down so much that they've been in quite a lot of pain and they've had to really reduce the dose for what they're using. So it can also cause lots of nausea and in extreme situations, it has been known to cause what's called an ileus. So this is when the gut just sort of like slows down so much, you get so constipated, that that it just stops and then fluid builds up within the gut. So it's a bit of a medical emergency when this does happen. Often people need to be in hospital and need to have fluids put through a drip and stop the medication and get their bowel back to normal over time. It can be managed so I'm unsure if this woman did develop an ileus. One of the first sort of like signs of getting into trouble is getting severe abdominal pain. And also, if you start to vomit your stools, then, yeah, that's certainly a sign that things aren't going well with your gut.
0: Now, the story leading on from that is the TGA reportedly reconsidering the application for a latest weight loss drug, which I believe is called Mount Jaro. Do we know anything about them reconsidering that for use in weight loss? And how is Mounjaro different to all these other weight loss drugs that we're hearing about?
1: So, with the discussion about Tozapatide or Mounjaro at the moment, it is Very, very similar to other drugs in the same class. The biggest difference is that we're actually finding that there's better blood sugar control. And the studies that have been done so far actually show even greater weight loss from using Monjaro or Tozapatide. The drugs are getting more tweaked as time goes on. These drugs are overall well tolerated and can also be amazingly remarkable for keeping people's sugars under control and the off-label part of it. As we're looking more and more into the weight loss aspects of it also look really favourable too.
0: For those who are taking these drugs for type 2 diabetes, it is a very scary time. With supply so short, it sometimes means they have to scour pharmacies for what limited supply is available. For those who are using it for weight loss, while the immediate health impacts aren't as dire, the long-term issues are still a concern. And there's panic amongst those who know the end of their supply is coming. So what advice does Dr Brad have for those who are worried right now?
1: If people are feeling panicked, it is worthwhile to have an appointment with your GP and chat about it. There are lots of different medications available. Some can be daily injections, some are weekly injections. And What we're finding is that, yeah, we're getting some stocks in and then they're disappearing. Other medications are coming in. And so we often need to be changing around the prescriptions to try to keep up with it. If you are like just using the medication as weight loss and using it off-label, then if you stop the medication, it's not going to be the end of the world. You'll just need to be careful over time and then recommence it later on um, when stocks do become available. So there's no need to panic about it. Our understanding at the moment is that if people are using medications in this category to lose weight that if they stop it, then their appetite will start to come back and they'll start to put those kilograms on. Your body is awful, it self-sabotages and it always wants to get to the highest weight range that you've ever been before. And often there's not a hell of a lot that we can do about it because your body just holds on to those calories. One of the ways that we're thinking about it in medicine at the moment is similar to blood pressure. So for example, if you have really high blood pressure and you take medication, then you can get your blood pressure under control. If you're seeing a good reading on the monitor and going, oh, I'm cured, and then stop your blood pressure medication, what's gonna happen? Your blood pressure is gonna elevate again. It's just gonna go back to what it was previously. And this is how we're now sort of talking about obesity and being overweight, is that if you're getting a good number on the scale and going, yay, I'm cured of my obesity, and then stop the drugs, Then just like hypertension, just like high blood pressure, you'll tend to go back to that higher number on the scale. We are seeing now that obesity management is seen as a chronic problem and that often people will need to have ongoing medication because your body is just so good at self-sabotaging you and getting you back to that higher weight.
0: The Quickie is produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tegan Sadler.